With Zoom, I believe Zoom is a complete miracle and I'm very grateful that this challenging event has taken place with Zoom existing. Say something with a smile in your tone and we can connect with each other and you never know if that's gonna make someone's day. What can we do to help that person, to help them learn, start to learn to set boundaries? Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? For the next 24 minutes, we're going to design and attain your ideal life on The Way to Wow Show. Together, we'll find the ideal path to get you back on the track to success and happiness. On The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Welcome to The Way to Wow Show. My guest is Lisa Jo Barr, the founder of and a life coach at Go For It Coaching, specializing in working with people in recovery from mental health conditions, helping them travel the journey from surviving to thriving. Despite the diagnosis of bipolar one and complex PTSD, Lisa herself is thriving in recovery. As a peer specialist, she works one-on-one. -on -one. She also leads workshops and groups and co-facilitates classes on mindfulness. Lisa has been published four times in Chicken Soup for the Recovering Soul Daily Inspirations and has published articles, op-eds, and columns in periodicals worldwide. What can you do to enhance your relationships? So Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest on the Way to Wow show. I'm really excited to talk to you and, and help our viewers understand more about building mental resiliency. So I, I wanna start out by talking about some, a question that came to my mind when I was reading your bio, and that is there's, there's all these different people now. There's, there's therapists, there's, there's coaches, there's peer specialists, which is what you are. So how do all these, who are all these people? What do they do and, and how do they help us build our mental resiliency? It's interesting that you should ask that because um, I've been going to see a therapist for many years and that person is someone who has been a, an unbiased person in my life that has given me support in listening to my story and then reflecting it back to me. As a peer specialist, I listen and I'm able to also give back and share my story with, with my clients. Um, and we also work on very deep, deep uh, issues that come up. And I uh, walk by their side in their recovery journey. And um, it's more of a mutual relationship, whereas therapy is more the helper and the helpy. Um, with peer specialist work, with being a peer specialist, we work side by side. It's more of a mutual relationship. We help 
each other. Um, with my coaching work, it's very similar, but we do not focus on the past at all. It's more where you're at and moving forward into vision and action. Okay, great. So how do we figure out what we need to do to work on our mental resilience and, and then, and therefore, you know, which of those professionals we need to be working with, you know, for, to get, to get the best results, I guess, if that makes, does that question make sense? Yes. Yes. So, uh, in my opinion, I would say that it would be great to, I think it depends on the person, but to be able to work with all three, you would have a lot of support behind you. Um, someone who has mental health conditions or addiction issues can get a peer specialist and um, be able to work one-on-one -on -one with them in order to gain a sense of not being alone and supporting them in their story. Um, getting a therapist is very helpful. Therapists have education behind them. They have to have a master's degree in order to practice. Um, it's digging deep into trauma work at times. Um, just someone who you can um, you can work with to get through rough times, that sort of thing. A coach, if you want to not only survive in your life, but learn how to thrive and really move toward your dreams and goals and discover what your values are and how to live a value-driven life, um, that can be really, that, that's where that would come into play. Okay, so it, it sounds like um, there's somewhat of a difference between um, a person who's, who's got uh, perhaps some major issues that, that, are, that are coming out of their past um, and someone who perhaps either doesn't have those kind of issues or maybe they do, but they've kind of worked that through and is now much more future focused. Does that, does that sound right in terms of framing where people may be at? Yes, most definitely. I would say with a therapist, they can help you through uh, shallow issues or deep issues. Um, and I would, I would say as a coach that I work with people who are in actual recovery from mental health and or addiction who have learned or are learning how to manage uh, those conditions before they can actually move into a state of thriving. Okay, so um, setting aside the, you know, some of the real major issues like, like addiction, like, you know, those kind of traumas, um, which, which hopefully, well, uh, maybe people, I take that back. I was saying, hopefully people know they're, they're dealing with those. Maybe, maybe they don't. Um, but 
What do you, in your work, find are the maybe the most common um, self-defeating or, or self-destructive behaviors that, that people have that oftentimes they're, they don't realize they're engaging in? There are two things that I see time and again with the people that I work with as a coach, as a life coach, and as a peer specialist, and that is uh, lack of social support, lack of a social life, of feeling connected, and then drawing healthy boundaries, healthy boundary setting, and um, really not letting people rule their lives or run their lives, um, but setting healthy boundaries instead. So for, for someone who um, is, is not adequately, adequately engaged socially, what does that typically look like? How, I, I, let's, say, let's say I had a friend who was in that situation. How would I know? Well, they might isolate and not really go out much. So there's more of a like uh, going into yourself and not really being open to meeting new people or being afraid of that or feeling very self-conscious about uh, what they have to offer the world, which everybody does. Are there things that we can do short of getting them involved with, with a professional to help them understand that, that they've, got, they've got a problem, they've got an issue? I think that people are most receptive when you begin a conversation with telling that person how much they mean to you and uh, it followed by your concern. And it's, it's a very challenging dilemma for people who are not really social because on one hand they crave connection while on the other hand they're afraid to connect mm -hmm. so let's um let's switch gears now to the person who doesn't set proper boundaries it, it, it's almost as if they're the direct opposite of someone who doesn't have enough engagement it's, it's almost as if they're overly engaged. And, and, and by the way, I used to see this quite frequently when I was a chaplain in the Navy. I would have, you know, they were typically young sailors come to me and their lives were falling apart because people were taking from them left and right and, 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 and they, they couldn't sustain it all. So how, how do we recognize someone is, is in that situation? Again, maybe a friend or a family member. How do we recognize that? Especially if we may be at least partly guilty of taking advantage of that person. That person most often will be running ragged to do things for people in their lives. Uh, they'll be um, they'll be burning at both ends, and is a very uh, become very apparent that they're not filling up their own cup before they start trying to help others. They don't put on their own oxygen mask before they put it on other people. 
Um, it can lead to exhaustion. It can lead to frustration, anger, resentment, big time. Um, so you, from the outside, you'll see someone who's not a very happy person generally. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to help that person, to help them learn, start to learn to set boundaries? What we can do is actually be an example for them, express how you set boundaries with others, and to, um, to start somewhere small. If, if you haven't set good boundaries in your life, for instance, if someone, uh, someone's asking you to do something you don't want to do, saying, telling them that, um, you know, just setting a boundary, I'm, I'm not able to do that for you. I've got other plans or, you know, and um, it's challenging to support someone to setting boundaries if you have problems setting them yourself. So if you see someone, uh, sometimes we can still recognize that in another person, mm-hmm. um, that they're not setting proper boundaries or they're, they're acting like a doormat to the people around them. Um, and I think that approaching it as let's learn how to set boundaries together in our lives, because I've got some issues with that too. When you start start sharing your story, people become more receptive to sharing theirs. And um, you could work on it together, like as a team. What what have you seen in terms of trends over the last you know year or so with 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 people you know with like like here in California we have lockdowns and you know, a lot of people's businesses are struggling or they've lost their businesses. So these are, these are not just, you know, physical constraints. I think they're emotional as well, as well as spiritual constraints. So what kinds of things have you seen in terms of, 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 of mental health issues? And I'll just add real quickly, you know, when you were describing the person who's not socially engaged enough, it's, you know, like right now, in some cases, it's like, like for elderly people, I know for my aunt, she's in a, a, a retirement home. There were times where for weeks and weeks on end, she was not allowed to leave her room, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but what kind of, of, of trends, challenges are you seeing coming out of now almost a year of this? Trends of watching too much news and people globalize that and they awfulize and catastrophize everything in their personal life and in the world. Um, People losing faith in humanity um, and just absolute terror and fear of what's happened. Uh, We as human beings fear change as it is it's a very primal quality that we have back from the caveman days. Mm-hmm. So when we're experiencing collectively this experience of COVID and all the other stuff that's happened in 2020, 
well and this year um, it's been uh, it's been very challenging for people to um, to take care of themselves um, it seems like the more a person is going through the harder it is for them to take care of themselves and um, this has been the case in my own life too I have bipolar one and complex PTSD. And when those conditions flare up, it's more challenging for me to, to do basic, my basic routine, which keeps me in place uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, so I remind people to get back to the basics to really focus on what has worked for them in the past. And also, um, you know, people's spirituality has really been impacted by the COVID, by the consequences of COVID. And um, that can make people feel very alone as well when they lose faith. So there's been a lot of loneliness. Uh, loneliness trend mm -hmm. that I see. Do you think that, um, you know, Zoom meetings, social media, have they um, help um, reduce that? Have they made it worse? How do you think the tools that we have available to us have impacted, you know, what's been going on for the last year or so? With Zoom, I believe Zoom is a complete miracle and I'm very grateful that this challenging event has taken place with Zoom existing because it's been a lifeline for a lot of people. I, I coach and I do my job at the mental health center through Zoom and through the telephone. It's really nice to be able to see someone someone's facial expressions and to be able to connect that way um, even though we're not able to to meet in person it's still a connection mm -hmm. and I believe that there are people who are using social media in a constructive way because people are getting real creative with ways to get together game nights with family or friends, um, events, workshops on Eventbrite. And uh, even I, I recommend that people call someone or get in touch with like a Facebook friend that they haven't met before or they haven't talked to for a long time and ask if they're willing to do a 30 minute Zoom coffee, coffee date. Since we can't go to the cafes right now, mm -hmm. it's the next best thing. Make yourself a cup of coffee. You've got something tangible in your hand that has a nice hot drink in it and catch up. And don't just focus on the conversation around the catastrophe or the, the fear, but just to merely have a conversation with someone and get to know them better and catch up despite all the weirdness that this whole COVID thing has brought. 
Well, and 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 and, and that's a, a perfect wrap up because my my last question was going to be, what's one thing that we can do that you know can help us and and perhaps help someone else build some mental resilience? And I think that idea of you know having a you know a coffee date over Zoom. I, any we, any of us can do that. Even me, who only drinks decaf. <laughs> I drink green tea, so. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. All right, well, Call so it we, a coffee date. <laughs> well, here, I'll, I'll I'll toast you with my uh, my my drink right here. Cheers. <laughs> I also believe that since we all are wearing masks, people can't see us smiling. So if you're at the grocery store, make light conversation with the people six feet away from you. Say something funny or a compliment or, you know, say something with a smile in your tone and we can connect with each other and you never know if that's going to make someone's day better. So Lisa, we have your thing for our collage and it's actually a collage itself. It's, it's quite beautiful, very lovely, intricate and, and, and very meaningful. So I'm going to put this up here on our, our, our big collage. Let's, we're going to put this right here. There we go. And now you are a, a permanent part of the Way to Wow show. Wonderful. I am so privileged to be a part of this show and that my vision board for 2020 is a part of your bigger wall of art. <laughs> well, Lisa Joe, thank you so much for spending this time with me with with us today. Really appreciate your thoughts and especially your ideas about how we can ameliorate some of what's going on and continue to connect with, with other people. Really appreciate all, all, all of your, your thoughts and your wisdom. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. That's our show for this week. Thinking back to the fantastic advice that Lisa Joe gave us, there's something we can do right away the next person we meet, convey to them a smile. Even if you have a mask on and they can't see your face, we can do it with just a, a word of, of introduction, a hello, a how you're doing. Let's try and do that throughout our day for anybody we meet, friend or stranger. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie. You're still my bell, darling. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.